It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Welcome to the show. Today, our guest is Nancy Monroe, founder and CEO of Knowledge Shift. And you can find her online at knowledgeshift.net. So Nancy, welcome. Thank you, Andy. Glad to be here. Well, I said, thanks for being here. So rather than have me read some standard introduction about you, why don't you take a minute or two and introduce yourself to the audience and tell us what you do and who do you do it for? Sure, sure. So, uh, so basically, I started a company called Knowledge Shift about 10 years ago. And prior to that, I had been in a business development position for several different companies, primarily in the learning space. And mm-hmm. so naturally, when I started my own business, it was in that same space. But um, I really got into help, trying to build learning tools, learning technology that really made an impact versus the standard kind of boring page turner or mouse clicking thing that uh, that I typically get stuck producing for, for my clients, which right. was always fun. And and I knew five years ago that mobile devices were really going to not go anywhere. There's obviously I could see where the growth was in that space. So I really got into the field of voice based technologies and it took me down this whole different path that I never envisioned getting into and has really just opened up the doors to a completely new market. And we have developed and embedded some very unique types of voice-based technologies that are primarily used for sales training right now. So, yeah, I'm fascinated by that. So what was sort of that aha moment where you said, you know, there's a problem with, you know, people's performance is adversely impacted by the way they they speak and the way they talk. Right, right. So um, let me back up a little bit. So the technologies that we deal with almost all the time, full time, is telephone-based technology. Mm-hmm. And but you know, people immediately say, "Oh, d- did you make an app?" And I'm really kind of anti-app because when we're selling to a large enterprise organization, I've faced that challenge of, "Oh, just install it," or "Oh, just download it," or "Oh." <laughs> so, and you know, the last thing I want to do is give salespeople one other excuse not to do something, right? Right. And so, so I'm going to make this as easy as possible. I'm going to actually use old school technology called IVRs, Interactive Voice Response Systems, which today are all in the cloud for the most part. Mm-hmm. And, and so voice, I think, is the next kind of pioneering world of analytics because there's all this technology in the world that people are using to measure metrics as who's hitting your website. Uh, metrics on lead scoring, metrics on you know how to get to that that account or that rep or tracking CRM and all these things that you know people are pouring millions of dollars into all this technology. But at the end of the day, if you have to have a conversation to close the deal, what are you doing to improve that piece of the of the pipeline? Well, and especially because increasingly those conversations happen not face to face, but happen over the phone, happen remotely, right? Right. I mean, when we're seeing this whole shift in the paradigm from field sales reps to inside sales reps, that you know, for some products they're being sold completely through, I mean, some fairly complex products, expensive products being oh, sold yeah. completely through inside sales. 
yeah, where no one ever sees the customer face to face, except maybe on a you know a Skype session or something. So, yeah, the, how people speak and the as you talked about, just the tone and tenor of their voice really make a difference. Well, and because you know voice based technologies now, the, there's a lot in what's called natural language processing, mm-hmm. and a lot of research that's getting into that space now. And, and just over the last year, I have been fortunate enough to find some very interesting stories and research around how just by the sound of your voice, people judge who you are as a person. Well, tell us something about that. I mean, I, you referred to those in your talk. I saw you give in Denver. Uh, give us some mm-hmm. examples. Sure. So the one study that I found was done out of a uh, college out of Scotland, and a, a psychologist asked people to read a short you know, paragraph, and he extracted out of that when they said the word hello. And then he asked a group of people to rate these people on their personality characteristics by just hearing the word hello. Just, and, he- just hello. Yeah, just hello. And and unanimously, and even in the audience, unanimously, they all agreed on which voices sounded more trustworthy just by the word hello. Now, it's not to say that these people weren't trustworthy. It's your perception right. who they are. So, you know, don't get the, it's not a personality characteristic test. It's what is your perception of this person? Right. And then when you don't have the person to see to help form a broader perception, right. voice voice is it, right? It's it. And this and, is, and it just, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I was just going to say, uh-huh. you know, for, for the, you know, younger people perhaps in the audience that are listening that, you know, perhaps are working in a sales development role mm-hmm. that, you know, historically haven't really used the phone other than for texting and, and others and now being put in roles where... <laughs> Where they have to, yeah. where they have to talk, yeah. to people, yeah. You know, it's it's not something you take casually. No, right? I mean, I want to get into later. Remind to bring this up is, yeah, you know, one thing that drives me nuts is when people use overfamiliar terms like buddy and so on, and I <laughs> and I find that, you know, I was thinking about that when you're giving your talk. It's like, you know, it's somewhat a little bit generational. Yeah, um, is I think people are, I don't know, maybe the certain a certain age category where I don't want to stereotype people but yeah you know, they're a little more a little less formal in the way they talk on the phone right right exactly well and, and not only that but let's say I am selling a complex product over the phone and I sound like Marilyn Monroe right would you buy from me <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah I mean it, it sort of raises a question like uh, that movie her right I was just talking oh, to somebody God. recently about that is is uh, yeah, would you buy something from your operating system? Yeah. <laughs> if it sounded if it sounded like Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Exactly. I mean it, and and that's the thing, there is technology making automated voices sound more human. Which is really scary. And and so where is this technology going? So I'm saying, you know, organizations need to start paying attention to the verbal communications that they they are having either from their call centers, from their sales reps, from tech support, you know, and just, you know, how many minutes a month is someone in a conversation via telephone in the organization? Mm-hmm. And is there a gap in that line of, of uh, communication that you can see patterns at? Is there, is there some way or some hiccup that keeps happening in one of those channels that can be addressed that has a dramatic impact to the bottom line? Is there a way for people to self-assess? Yes. 
So, uh, well, if they use our tool, we have a, a conversation simulator. Mm-hmm. Let that person self-assess. Uh, actually, we have, um, you know, if you're posting this online somewhere, I'll send you a link where they can actually go to a web page. Oh, please do, yes. Yeah, and so on this link, after they put in their email address, they're just asked three questions. What skills do you think it takes to be a super salesperson? So you would just, and you just respond right into your browser. You don't need a microphone. Uh, it's another kind of new voice technology called WebRTC that's now turning your browser into a two-way communication device verbally. Okay. So we're going to capture your voice through the browser, answer those three questions, and then you'll get what's called our using our emoji meter. You're going to get a measurement of your voice style as its composure rating, temperament, and a primary and a secondary emotion. And it doesn't matter what language you're speaking, you can respond in Spanish, Hebrew, whatever you want to respond in. Mm-hmm. And because emotions are universal in the voice. You know when someone's speaking, whether or not they're happy, they're sad, angry, frustrated, you don't know, you know, even if you don't know what the languages they're speaking, you can tell what the emotion is in their voice. Hmm. And so when they get this assessment back, I mean, is there, based on the research you've seen or, or done, is is there a way for them, it puts them in the categories that say, you know, based on your job, you're here and you need to be over here? Or um, what's no. the recommendations do they get? Yeah, we haven't built that into it. This is just to kind of show you how the emoji meter works. And then uh, you can, you know, contact us to say, okay, I want to use this for XYZ purposes. Because now, now that we have this and people have seen it, the very first question they start to go towards is, can you measure my live conversations or you can, can you take my recorded conversations and measure this? And then, and then my next question is, well, then what will you do with that information? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, so when people get this uh, ranking or, or assessment from Emotometer, is that what you would think someone, that's how others would perceive you? So, yeah. so if, well, yes if, if, no. if it says, gosh, you have you know, a happy voice, then what's telling you is that's typically how you're perceived in your normal speaking voice. Yes. If you respond in just kind of a natural conversational tone that you would have, like you and I are talking right now, yeah, it's going to give you that reading. But but I, I do caution people, you know, take into context what you're responding to. Mm-hmm. So the questions are, you know, what... Um, we actually did this at a, at a trade show where people were in a very loud environment. So they were speaking at a higher tone, probably louder. So a lot of their results came back that they were uh, too aggressive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, well, I'm going to not, I'm not going to take that as an accurate measurement in this scenario because you're, you're yelling in a crowded environment. So if you are speaking in your normal tone, in a conversational tone, then yes, it will tell you whether you have uh, what I call low vocal energy. So it'll come back as uh, isolated or low energy. The low talker, like on Seinfeld? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, or sometimes it the, the temperament is low, but the composure is high. And your emotions are, let's say, aggressive. And so what that tells me is you're masking the fact that you're frustrated about something. Because you're keeping your, your voice in a straight kind of safe composure level. Mm-hmm. 
but there's something that's coming out in the way you're saying it that shows you're not necessarily calm. Right. But it sounds like you're calm. So you're you're doing a really good job of masking your frustrations by the composure or the temperament of your voice. Hmm. Interesting. And, you yeah. know, so where, where I see this really show up vividly is uh, in the simulator that people are using from us. They're talking to a pre-recorded character, but sometimes it's okay. Uh, you're going to practice leaving a voicemail. So salespeople, you know, have to leave voicemails once in a while. Eighty percent of the time, yes. <laughs> right, and so when people first start to do that, I can see that they can start off in a very calm, composed way. Hi, my name is Nancy from Knowledge Shift, and as they start to go down the path of I'm calling because blah 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 whatever. That's when they get they lose control, they lose confidence. And you know, if the emotimeter is picking up on that, then the person hearing your message is picking up on that as well. And so you need to go back through and practice that to where the person listening to it doesn't a delete you as soon as they hear hi my name is Nancy from Knowledge Shift. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the, you're leaving a message that not only has content that's important or interesting to them, but you're saying it in a way that motivates them to call you back or at least not necessarily calls you back because this happens a lot but they'll know next time you call in or they see on caller id it's you that they may want to actually pick up the phone now right yeah i mean just the beginning when just the quality of your voice could be something Mm -hmm. that causes the customer to hang up the phone without even listening to your voice message regardless of how valuable it might be right exactly yeah I i had a guy work for me once gosh, it was 10 plus years ago, who was extremely capable in his field in a marketing endeavor, but he had this, you know, strangled talking voice, right? He's swallowing his words and, and uh, it was painful sometimes to listen to him talk and to deal with outsiders. And he finally, and I'd coached him, I know other people coached him as, you know, he finally went and saw a speech therapist about it that really made a huge difference in in the quality of his voice and his career has really taken off as a consequence. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, so there's, there's other studies out there that show the top executives, you know, have you ever seen a, a, a very successful CEO with a horrible speaking voice? Rarely. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, think of one. In fact, it was, um, Margaret Thatcher supposedly, uh, trained her voice to speak at a different tonality. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's like, why did she do that? Why, you know, why in King's speech, that whole movie, why did that poor, I forget which king it was, you know, that George, started. George, right. You know, he realized that, oh gosh, I'm going to be on the radio now and I can't speak well. I, you know, I can't just get away with waving my hand up in my castle anymore and getting along with people. Well, and, especially at yeah, in times of trouble, it's hard to be an inspirational figure, mm-hmm. which is really what they're looking for him to be if he couldn't speak in public. Right. So, you know, there's, there's basically in the sales process, you can, you can adapt your voice to uh, be changed in a way for the circumstance that you're in. And so I, I do a webinar called how your voice can make or break the sale. And there's different ways that you can speak in kind of this arching style where you talk up and you slow down, you speak loud and you speak soft. And, you know, it's, I kind of, compare that to tele televangelists or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really good politicians that are giving a speech. And that actually creates a sense of 
you know, you're trying to pull people in, you're trying to, you know, engage them in a way that shows that you're knowledgeable on a certain topic. Then there's other situations where you want to get excited and be like a cheerleader voice. Well, that's gaining participation. So you think of all the different stages of the sales process that you go through and think about the style that you want to use for that situation. Right. And it's all, it's all verbal and, and it's, um, you know, it is interesting because, you know, I, I talk about how, uh, Maya Angelou's quote about, you know, it, people will always may not remember what you said to them, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Right. But how is, what is that? What is that t- intangible thing that, what well, gosh, they made me feel good not only about what they said, but just the way they said it or the way they engaged with me. And if it's just over the phone, you know, how do you build that rapport? How do you get people to warm up to you? And if your voice is irritating or you speak in kind of a, a manner that either shows your, 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 you know, your perception of your level of intelligence because of the language you use or just the way that you say it, the, the voice mannerisms that you, mm-hmm. Use, mm-hmm. uh, you know, make a huge impact. So the other kind of study that I've found is they compared Walter Cronkite with Anderson Cooper. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And so they measured their tonality in a harmonic uh, megahertz levels. And what they found was that Walter Cronkite is a more trustworthy voice, not necessarily, and not necessarily because the way he reported the news or the news that he was reporting on, it's that he speaks slower. He has more harmonic tonalities in his voice. If you think about Anderson Cooper, he does talk kind of fast and yeah. fast kind of pace. Right. And if, yeah, if I was listening to one voice versus the other, I probably would say, yeah, I, I trust that guy. Even if I didn't know who it was, I would say, I trust that guy more than I trust the other guy. Right. And so I, I tell sales reps, slow down. And it may be painful for you to do this, but just even practice speaking slower, putting space between what you're saying. Um, I'm a musician too. And so I kind of compare those things to, when you you know, when you hear a good jazz improv, sometimes the best note is no note at all. Exactly. Exactly. So and, know, and knowing where to place that. Yeah. Right. All right. So we're going to take a little bit of break here. And okay. my guest is Nancy Monroe. And as we come back, we'll talk more further about voice enablement tools and this whole that's a fascinating topic about how your voice affects your ultimate success. Hi, this is Andy. Connect and Sell is used by sales reps at nearly a thousand companies, including hundreds of technology startups and several Fortune 500 companies, to overcome the challenges of getting prospects on the phone. Companies using Connect and Sell grow their revenues faster by enabling their sales reps to have more sales conversations in 90 minutes than they could otherwise achieve in an entire week. Connect and Sell can be deployed directly to your sales reps, or you can take advantage of their outbound on-demand service, which delivers qualified prospect meetings scheduled directly on your sales reps' calendars. Visit connectandsell.com to learn more about how Connect and Sell can start filling your pipeline today. Welcome back. My guest today is Nancy Monroe. You can find Nancy online at knowledgeshift.net. So I want to talk a little bit about your voice enablement tools, but I want to, I want to follow up on a point you'd made sure. earlier because you know, I think that people listening to this might think that 
they were talking about something that's kind of esoteric about you know the tonality in my voice and the difference that might make in my ultimate success but yeah for me as a salesperson part of the reason that it captured my attention and i really hadn't focused on a thought before is that or on this topic before that until i really heard you speak was that you know there's so few things that are under our control as mm -hmm. sellers right. right right we can't control the quality of the product we sell we can't control the price there's a lot of things we can't control so we need to really make sure that we're working to perfect those things we can control. And right. increasingly, as we switch to an inside sales world where you're one step removed from the, the prospect and there's not necessarily visible cues they can use to form the perception of you, and it's really driven by your voice, this really is a very important thing for people to pay attention to. Well, right. And, and so, you know, I have a little calculator that I created and I, I've coined the term verbal transaction you know what what is the value of every conversation that you have and I'm just shocked that so many inside sales managers have not broken it down to what is that what is that conversation worth so I you know through this calculator you know you put it together you just basically take what's the reps monthly revenue goal what's their salary how many dials does it take to get a live body out of those live bodies what's the next, do they follow up with the next step? And out of those, how many do you close? And so if you're telling the sales rep, every time you have a conversation, it's $500 in your pocket or whatever that figure comes out to be, that raises, you know, the level of importance of, so if it's worth $500, what are you going to, how are you going to perform when you're in that conversation? And, and be very conscientious of how you sound, the way that you sound, how do you build that rapport? How are you getting past the gatekeeper? And what style should I be using for this type of conversation? Am I talking to somebody in the C-suite and they want to know that I can speak with authority and confidence? Or am I going to blow it and stumble and thought, oh, gosh, I have the CEO. On. Uh, I'm all nervous now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, what do I do? What do I do? Right. And if someone was listening to that call, if you're a sales manager listening to that call that your rep was making, uh, yeah, predominantly what would happen is they would focus on the words, not mm -hmm. on how it was said. Or they said, you know, you, you're okay. You said the right thing, but you said like six times, <sighs> you know, like he mm -hmm. was like this and I was like that. And, uh, it, and, and it just sounds like you're young. And there was a gentleman at that Denver conference we were both at that sells um, analytics mm -hmm. in their analytics mm -hmm. company. And he's, I said, what's your biggest challenge? And, uh, you know, I, I couldn't have served up a better response myself. He says, well, the way that our reps present themselves in, the, in their messaging. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, you're putty into my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you think about it. I mean, to me, the way I sort of the analogy I draw is, is back in the day, and still mm -hmm. to some degree, as salespeople, part of our perception that we were creating in the mind of the prospect was based on how we dressed. Yeah. And so since the prospect oftentimes, especially through maybe the first few stages of a sales process, if it's, let's say, a hybrid model and that starts in, internally but eventually gets to a face-to-face -face meeting, you know, they can't see you. Mm -hmm. So what is what is the to me? What's the equivalent of the way you dress? It's it's how you're presenting yourself on the phone. 
Right, and, and your buyer is. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's as much, and this sort of gets back to why I talk about my books, where it's, you know, it's less about what you're selling, more about how you sell it. And to some degree, it's really not entirely about what you say. It's also about how you say it. Well, and he's, I said, or do you have a lot of young sales reps? Because that led me to believe he did, because you're selling research to someone that's more senior in the company and you've got somebody fresh out of college trying to sell it to you, then I could see it's not so it's kind of a combination of, right, maybe they're not confident in the way that they're speaking to someone at that level in the organization. But as I, you know, when in the days you did do a lot of face-to-face and said, you don't have enough gray hair to prove you know what you're talking about. <laughs> and so they can tell it's a younger person talking to them so why should they believe that they have this very powerful research that they're trying to sell them? Right. Oh, yeah, that harkens back to my early days selling when I was out making cold calls and voice cold calls and so on, telephone cold calls. Yeah, I'm sure I was not. I'm sure there were times I wasn't talking with a great deal of confidence. <laughs> yeah, so it's um, so in that case, though, if I if I could tell someone's just by their voice is probably, you know, under the age of 30, then it's the way that you say it, the confidence that's in your voice would impress me to to listen to that individual, to say, wow, you know, I, I can tell they're kind of a younger person, but they, they seem to be an authority on this topic. And, you know, I've seen some pretty sharp younger people out there these days. So, okay, let's, let's hear what you have to say. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it all goes back to that confidence level, the right amount of energy in your voice, but just enough that you're not going to go over the top with the type of person that you're trying to interact with. So at this conference in Denver that you and I were both at, I had the misfortune to talk right after you did, because here you <laughs> is, you had you had given this talk about, you know, the ability of your tonality of your voice to inspire confidence and your credibility and trustworthiness about a particular topic. And I had to go on and speak next. So how'd I do? <laughs> uh, no, you did great. I, I, you, you had the right type of energy in your voice. Of course, I wasn't measuring you with my scientific software. <laughs> Didn't mean to put you on the spot. But. <laughs> but just from the spot checking that I do today in the, in the tool that we, we sell, that uh, I'm beginning to pick up with my ear subtle things. And certainly you've done enough public speaking that you would have received some form of feedback previously to say... <laughs> dude, you know, what's going on? You're a horrible speaker. We can't right. understand you, you know, whatever. So you're obviously have done this, you know, this wasn't your first speak too, so speech. So it's um, obviously that you've, you've been well-trained and you know what you're doing. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, certainly trained and taking the feedback, right? I think that's really mm-hmm. the part of the thing is that as managers, I think a message to managers or business owners or CEOs that are listening to this is that pay attention to this. Right. It's, again, it's not just purely about the words that are coming out of the mouth, but it's you know how the words are being expressed that really make a difference. And right. again, it's one of these aspects of your sort of toolkit that you can control. Make sure you do the things you can to control it. Absolutely, and and practice it. That so that's why I created this role playing simulator because organizations, almost every one of them, does role playing, but they do it very poorly, and and they know that. So, so I always ask them, why do why do you role play? So this is the Moby role play product. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So something else to look at when you go to knowledgeshift.net, it's called Moby M O B I dash role play. So tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that. Sure. So 
our clients can create customized simulated conversations that are appropriate to their scenarios. And so basically we record pre-record characters that they're going to be talking to on whatever topics they've created. And so you log into a portal, the user would see a selection of role plays or just a role play to pick from, and then they put in their phone number and hit submit. And so our system calls that phone number and you begin having this conversation. So it's a two-way dialogue with this character. And so that's kind of the old school IVR technology in the background, but mm -hmm. it's, it's blending in voice transcription. So we transcribe your voice. So as you're speaking in the simulator, we're going to compare what you said to a series of keywords that you've decided they should be using in each response. And then there's point values associated with those keywords. But then we're also measuring how you say it using our emoji meter. The emoji meter will take any response that's 14 seconds or longer and give you a measurement from zero to 100 on composure and temperament. And then it'll give you a primary and secondary emotion. So now we can measure both what and how you say something in a conversation to help you see, because it's visual too, the emoji meter gives you a graphical representation of, of your responses. Mm -hmm. So if I'm that sales rep and I see that uh, at the end of that simulation, the last thing I heard was, this completes your simulation. If your points were, I don't know, 80 points or higher, you did well in the what you said. So somebody could still do well in that portion of it, but then when they look at their emoji meter ratings and it's, in the red zone for composure or temperament, or uh, it shows they have low vocal energy, that tells me that, okay, I've, I've done kind of the knowledge transfer of product knowledge, but I haven't really, really taught that person how to convey that information in a confident and mm -hmm, knowledgeable mm -hmm. manner. And, is and this, I'm sorry, go ahead. And I'm just saying, it's, it, you know, you can te you know, teach all of that product information, you know, they could be reading it out of a manual or whatever, but it's they can't say in a way they exudes confidence and trust, then it's going to be a much longer sales process. I was going to ask, is this priced in such a way that, you know, small, mid-sized business can afford it as well as large enterprise? Oh, yeah. Um, our starting point is a thousand minutes a month for just under $700. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I think for anybody that's looking at how investing small, medium-sized enterprise, looking at investing in... Salesforce development this is really something to consider when you consider the options you have for, you know, sales training, whether it's, you know, having a speaking head speak up and stand up in front of the room and talk or right. something that you can use on an ongoing basis like this to fine tune the quality of the interactions you have with your prospects. Very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it's, it's something that, you know, nobody's looking for this. So of, of course I'm doing all the kind of outbound sales myself as well. And so when I get people to kind of listen to me, so, you know, when I start going down that sales process, I said, well, how do you know this works? And I, I <laughs> first thing I say is, well, I have you on the phone, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. I use it every day. So, uh, you know, and put it into practice, measure my voice. And there's certain things that even I have to, you know, it's really made me much more self-conscious and, and part of it is just making people aware that you're at this level or this is the way you are being perceived. Yeah. And I, I, I just harken back, I had a conversation with a 
client just a couple of days ago and they talked about just client was very insistent you know he's talking about a specific problem they're having and it's really a sort of on the relationship building side of uh, with some of their long-term clients and and you know i kept insisting that hey we do a great job of, of sales training every year we you know we meet and two days off site and we do this and this and this and it's like yeah but yeah so try something different right <laughs> and this is this is what you're doing is something that's different and i would recommend people really take a look at it so uh, i'm gonna right move into the last segment of our show we're gonna talk get some rapid fire questions for you sort of stream of consciousness you can you know one word answers if you want or elaborate okay. if you feel the need but so sure. what's what's the most powerful tool in your sales arsenal besides moby roleplay yeah in your own personal sales arsenal yeah so i use a uh Side, what was it called? Sidekick. Sidekick, okay. Yeah. So Sidekick is from HubSpot, but it's free. It will tell me if someone has opened up an Outlook email without them knowing it. Yeah. So great sales engagement. So you can understand. Right. right. Perfect. Okay. So who's your sales role model? Boy, it's not, I'm not so rapid fire, am I? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but I like Zig Ziglar. Oh, nothing wrong with that. That's... Yeah. Lots of people bring that up. Yep. What's the one book every salesperson should read? How to Win Friends and Influence People. Okay. Also been mentioned several times. Your favorite music to listen to to psych yourself up for a sales call? Jazz. What's the first sales activity you do every day? I write down, uh, <laughs> I, I literally have tick marks for every call I make. So I put a column. Mm -hmm. um, Piece of the paper, how many demos am I going to book and how many calls am I going to make today? That's the very first thing I write down in the morning. What's your definition of value in selling? Building a long-term relationship with a client. What do you do to keep fit and healthy? Uh, lots. I uh, was a bodybuilder years ago, so I uh, lift a lot of weights. Mm -hmm. I run three, three miles five days a week and do yoga. Wow. Wish I could do all that. So <laughs> I do some of that. The one question you get asked most frequently by salespeople is? How does that work? Perfect. So last question. What do you do every day to improve either in business or in life? I would have to say uh, the working out that I do. Okay. Perfect. Well, great. Well, Nancy, I want to thank you very much for being here. Sure. Great, great talk. Fascinating topic. Really encourage people to go check out uh, Nancy's products and and services at knowledgeshift.net is there any other way people should be getting in touch with you that's probably the best way because there's uh some videos out there that show how it works and talks about emotimeter and there's uh calculators that you can download so you can kind of measure your own verbal transactions so uh you know there's lots of good resources there for people to take advantage of great make sure you check it out so remember if you're an entrepreneur, you're in sales, and if you're in sales, you are an entrepreneur. So make it a part of your day, every day, to learn something new to help you amp up your sales. This is Andy Paul, Good Selling. Hi, this is Andy. I have a special offer for loyal listeners of Accelerate. It's a no-obligation, free trial of my zero-time selling, interactive online training. Now, I've worked with thousands of sales reps to teach them how to use my zero-time selling to boost their productivity and transform the results. And so if you want to learn the same proven strategies to help you open more doors, have more effective sales conversations with prospects, and close more orders, then my Zero Time Selling Interactive Training System is a fit for you. It's incredibly simple to start. Just take out your smartphone, 
and text the word TRUST, that's T-R-U-S-T, to 96000. Now, do you have your phone ready? You're going to text us, send a text to 96000. That's a 9 and a 6 followed by three zeros. Now, enter the single word message TRUST and hit send, and you hear right back from me with instructions on how to sign up for your free trial on my zero-time-selling interactive training. I look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guest, visit my website at andypaul.com.